Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Please join me in prayer and asking the Lord to speak to us in this teaching. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that you give us the word that we can read and study and understand the truth. And we believe that the truth shall set us free. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, who is our teacher, and we want to learn from him. Open our eyes to see the light of heaven. Open our ears, Lord, to hear what the Spirit wants to say to us through this teaching. Thank you, Father. We come to you with a humble heart, and we want to receive from you, Lord. Thank you so much in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. This is the 30th lesson of the series called Building Firm Foundations. I invite you to listen to the first 29 lessons. The Lord has given me the burden to make disciples by teaching the truth of the Lord and His children will be strong, will be firm in their faith and will be fruitful in this life. Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations and teaching everything that I have taught you. So this is why I would like to help you to understand the truth of God. I would like to thank all the pastors and ministers, American missionaries and many people who taught me so many good things when I was a young believer. And we want you to learn so that you can grow as well and have very strong foundation in your Christian walk. This lesson we're going to talk about giving to the Lord. In First Chronicles chapter 29, verse 8, the Bible talks about giving. Any who had precious stones gave them to the treasury of the temple of the Lord in the custody of Jehiel the Gershonite. The Bible talks about giving to the Lord. In that generation, the Lord commanded the children of Israel to build a temple. The temple in that generation was the place of God's tangible presence in the Holy of Holies. And God appointed the Levites and the priests to take care of the ministry in the temple. The other tribes supported them, but they came to the temple to give offering and to have celebration many times a year. The children of Israel were the type of believers today that we have been saved from Satan and from darkness. The priests in the Old Testament were the type of Christians today as well, that we are all a holy priesthood. And the temple in the Old Testament was the type of the local church today, where the Spirit of the Lord dwells in every believer individually and also dwells in the church as a corporate body of the Lord Jesus Christ. The church is the body of Jesus. Therefore, today, in a practical way, 
Even though our heart loves the Lord, we have faith in God. We are so thankful. We want to honor Him. We give our offering to the Lord through His body or through His church. That's why the Bible say in here that you bring your offering to the temple of the Lord. I would like to talk about where we should give our finances, our time, our life to the Lord. Where should we give on earth? The Lord is in heaven. We don't see Him. We are not in heaven right now. One day we're going to see Him in heaven. But now in a practical way, where do we give to the Lord? So I would like to talk about that. We give to the Lord, number one, by giving to His local church. I ask you that you should be a member of a good, biblical, spirit-filled local church in your city or somewhere that you can attend. And when you join that church, that church is your family and you are a part of the body of Christ there. And in the church, they take care of you, the leadership and the team will train you, teach you, get you involved in the ministry. And there are full-time workers there, full-time pastor, non-full-time pastor. There are expenses in the church, paying electric bill, water bill, buying equipments, or spending money for evangelism in the church. All kinds of ministry in the church that need the expenses or need financial support. Therefore, we give our offering to the Lord into His body, into His local church. God tells us to give 10% to where we are spiritually fed or we receive spiritual food. I myself have been giving tithes or 10% of my income since I was only one year old Christian in 1982 to a local church. And after I moved to another church, I give my 10% to that local church when I moved to another city. And now I give my 10% to the New Hope International Church where I am a member and I serve in that church. In the church, we receive spiritual care, physical care, emotional care, love, spiritual food, and there we can have protection and accountability. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 9 to 11, the Bible says, For it is written in the law of Moses, You shall not muscle an ox while it trades out the grain. Is it oxen God is concerned about? Or does he say it altogether for our sakes? For our sakes, no doubt. This is written that he who plows should plow in hope. And he who treasures in hope should be partaker of his hope. If we, we mean Apostle Paul and his leadership team who plant the Corinthian church, who minister to the members at Corinth, if we have sown spiritual things for you, is it a great thing if we reap your material things? What the Bible tries to say here is that in the body of Christ, God uses some people to be leaders, pastors, evangelists, or full-time workers to minister to 
God's people to serve, to train, to bless, to take care of God's people. Many members are still working in the secular job, having the paycheck and income. But some people leave their secular job to work as a full-time workers in the church. That person can be administrator, or can be in the technical team, or can be the pastor, or youth pastor, or children pastor, or he can be a traveler to go out to visit churches. Therefore, those who work full-time in the secular job give 10% to the local church. And the money that gather in the church can be the blessing for those who minister spiritual thing to the member. That's why the Apostle Paul said that he sold spiritual things to his brother and sister in Corinth. Therefore, it is a great idea that he and his team should reap material things, which means reap financial support or material support. When a person serves God long enough and he has no time anymore to work for two jobs, ministry and secular job, he may need to come out to be a full-time worker in the church. And all the members put the tithe into the church in order to support these full-time workers and definitely to support other expenses of the church as well. That's why Malachi chapter 3 verse 10 say, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. What is the storehouse? The storehouse is the place where the food, the good things is accumulating there so that God's people can have good provision and good food. And then the Bible continues to say that there may be food in my house. What is the house of God? The house of God is the local church where you receive spiritual food. The house of God or the church is a storehouse where you can receive spiritual care, love, comfort, teaching, training, and protection. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. You can see here that God said that 10% of your income belongs to the Lord. And you need to return this to Him. And this 10% of your income will go into the storehouse where you receive the spiritual food. In the Old Testament, the children of Israel collected money in order to give 10% to the temple to take care of the priests and the Levites. Another 10% they used for helping the poor. Another 10% they used for traveling to the celebration or to the feast so that they will have enough expenses to visit the Lord and celebrate in the feast. Today, we don't have the temple, but we have the church. And we set aside the 10% to give to the Lord so that the church can run and can function. I have been doing this since I was a one-year-old Christian. And so far, the promise of the Lord in Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, have become real to me, that the Lord poured out His blessing on me until I do not have enough room to receive it. I'm not kidding. 
God really blessed me and my wife because we have been giving tithes to the local church. And I would like to encourage you to do the same thing. Don't cheat God. That 10% of your income belongs to the Lord. Not only that we give 10% to our local church or to the place where we belong to spiritually, not only that, we also give to the Lord so that He can use that money for evangelism, for the Great Commission, for the mission field, to support the work outside the church. Every church should be participating in the Great Commission, sending people out to preach the gospel, planting new churches in different cities and towns, getting involved in spreading the gospel. Nowadays, we spread the gospel through internet. Definitely, in order to record the teaching put in the internet, we need some finances to get the job done. To travel to different cities, we need to pay for the airplane ticket, pay for the hotel, for the meeting room, for the food to eat there during the mission trips. In fact, in a couple of days, I and Pastor Da and the team will fly to another city in America to help a local church there to grow. This is a mission work. And in the mission work, we need finances to get the job done for the great commission of the Lord Jesus Christ. All believers should participate in this kind of special giving or offering for preaching the gospel, making disciples, planting churches, and bringing salvation and the name of Jesus to all the nations. We can read about this in the book of Philippians, chapter 4, verses 14 to 18. Nevertheless, you have done well that you share in my distress. Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, Apostle Paul went out as an apostle or missionary. No church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. Thank God the members in Philippi were very generous. And they supported the Apostle Paul in his missionary work or the Great Commission work. For even in Thessalonica, you sent aid once and again for my necessities. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. In other words, even though Paul went out to preach the gospel, plant churches, and he received rewards in heaven, in his account in heaven, those who support him financially also have the rewards in heaven in their account as well. We work as a team. Somebody travel, somebody stay home, but help financially. Some people pray behind the scene, spiritually help the missionary or help the apostle to go out to do the work. Verse 18, Indeed, I have all and about. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well pleasing to God. I would like to encourage all of you, why don't you live your life in such a way that God can smell a soothing aroma from you on a regular basis? In fact, when we study the book of Genesis chapter 8, when Noah 
gave the sacrifices to the Lord, the offering to the Lord, his heart of love and thankfulness went up to heaven and God smelled a soothing aroma. After that, God promised that he would not send the flood into the world again. In this scripture in the New Testament, Paul said that when the members in Philippi gave to his mission work, their heart of generosity, loving God, faith in God was like a sweet smelling aroma to the Lord. And then after that, in verse 20, the Lord promised them that God shall meet all of their needs according to God's riches in His glory through Christ Jesus. Wow! I pray that you will be that kind of Christian. All of your life, you make the Lord smile because your heart is so full of faith, love, honor, and thankfulness toward the Lord. And because of that kind of heart, you give to the Lord. Give to the local church and give for the great commission for evangelism, making disciples and planting churches around the world. The third thing you can do in giving to the Lord is to give to the poor. You can give to the brothers and sisters in the body of Christ who are in need. Or you can give to the poor that are not believers. Maybe in a city, somebody have difficulties because of the flood or because of the natural calamity. The church can give money to help the poor in that city. Or you can give in order to support some orphans. This is not about tithing. Tithing is for the temple, for the house of God. But this is a special offering to help the poor, to help the needy. Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 4 talking about the church in Macedonia, imploring us, imploring Paul and his team with much urgency that we would receive the gift and the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. In other words, the believers in Macedonia gave the offering to the Lord by helping the needy in Jerusalem or in Judea. You see, believers can help each other when somebody are in financial need or get into financial trouble. Definitely, every giving should be led by the Holy Spirit. The tithe is pretty clear. You give to the house of God to build His house for the work in the church. But to give to the mission, to give to the great commission, to ministry outside the church and to the needy should be led by the Holy Spirit. There are so many needs out there in the world right now. You need to be very selective by the leading of the Holy Spirit. You need to find the right soil or the right ground to sow your seed. I'm very selective in giving. I don't want to give to the bad soil. Some ministry that may not be honest or cheating or doing something for their own benefit. I'm not giving to them because that is not a good soil. Look for the good soil to give. Acts chapter 2, verse 45. The believers in Jerusalem help one another financially. The Bible says, And sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So three things. Giving tithe to the local church so that the church, which is a storehouse, will have food for God's people. When I talk about food, I'm talking about both natural food and spiritual food. Two, we give to the mission work. 
for world evangelism and planting churches. Three, we give to the needy. The next question is, what do we give to the Lord? Let's look at the scripture together. Number one, we give tithes of our income. In the Old Testament, there were farmers, and some of them have flocks and herds, so they gave 10% of what they harvest from the land, or they give 10% of their herds and flock each year. Luke chapter 18 verse 12 say, I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all of I possess. Talking about tithe of the income, the 10%. Matthew 23, 23, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of the mint and anise and common, and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, that is justice and mercy and faith. This which mean to practice justice, mercy and faith. This you ought to have done without leaving the others. The others, what are they? Tithing and helping the poor undone. Jesus confirmed in this scripture that his people, his disciple, should give tithe or 10% of their income. Malachi chapter 3 verses 8 to 12 Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me, but you say, in what way have we robbed you? When we talk about robbing, it means that we steal something from somebody. In other words, tithes belong to God, and if we don't give time, we rob God. In tithes and offerings, you are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me. Even this whole nation Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. The Bible says that when we give tithe to the storehouse of God, God will bless us to the point that we don't have enough room to receive his blessing. And not only that, he's going to exercise protection upon our life that devil or demon cannot destroy our health, our family, our business. He will protect us because we give tithes. This is the promise of God. God keeps his promise. Genesis chapter 14 verse 20. And blessed be to God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him a tithe of all. What happened is that God gave Abraham victory over four kings who took his nephew away into captivity. And God used Abraham with the 318 men to save Lot and his belongings. And Abraham was so thankful toward the Lord over this victory. Therefore, he gave Melchizedek, who was a type of Jesus Christ today, a tithe of all. Everything that he took from those four kings, he gave 10% 
to Melchizedek. Wow, Christian should tie to the Lord. We are good steward who are taking care of all the things in the world for Him. He gave us education, life, time, job, income. We cannot bring anything with us when we leave this world one day to go to heaven. But while we are taking care of the things as a good steward of God, we should give back to Him what belongs to Him. That is a ten percent of our income. This is a question: Should we give ten percent of our net income or gross income? Gross income means the income before we pay taxes. Net income means the income that we take home. I'm not going to tell you what to do. It's up to your conviction. But I and Pastor Da, all these thirty something years, we have given ten percent of our gross income because I. Rather be generous to God, and I want to make sure that I don't cheat God. The second thing that we give to God, we call special offering. Exodus chapter thirty, verse fourteen. Everyone included among those who are numbered from twenty years old and above shall give an offering to the Lord. This is not tithe. This is a special offering. For example, you get a new job. And when you get the first paycheck, you may say, "This is my first fruit. I'm gonna give that check to the mission fund." Or maybe the time come up that you want to appreciate your pastors, pastoral appreciation month. You say, "I'm gonna give special offering to my pastor." Or you see that the church need to buy an equipment, and the church doesn't have that money to buy. You say, "Okay, I'm gonna give a special offering to buy the equipment." I remember when I was a new believer, the church that I worshipped the Lord with in Thailand, that was a Baptist church. They did not have money to build the fence around the church building, and the robber came in to break into the house of God. So Pastor Dan and I decided to close our bank account and give that money to that church in order to build the fence. That is a special offering. That is not. Tithing special offering can be used for mission work, buying equipment, or helping the needy, or a special project in the church. Something that come up that the Lord work in your heart to give special offering. We don't give only money, but we can give materials as well. In Exodus chapter thirty-five, verse twenty-one, then everyone came whose heart was stirred, and everyone whose spirit was willing, and they brought. The Lord's offering for the work of the tabernacle, of meeting, for all its service, and for the holy garments. All the children of Israel gave material for the building of the tabernacle: gold, silver, wood, any material to build the tabernacle. We can give material too. You may go out and buy an equipment that the church need and give to the church, or you can bring. Food on Sunday to feed everybody in New Hope International Church. We have a Thai restaurant who cook dinner for the whole church once a month. Actually, it happened yesterday. That restaurant feed the whole congregation with the food from that restaurant. They gave material. They gave food to the church. Exodus chapter thirty-six verse three, and they received from Moses all the offerings which the children of Israel had brought. For the work of the service of making the sanctuary, so they continue 
bringing to him free will offerings morning every morning. You see, they gave gold and silver and whatever material to build the tabernacle. You can give material to church, to God's servant, or to one another to help somebody in the church. Maybe you see a widow in the church who has the car broken down, and you say, "Sister, you need transportation. Can I buy a car for you? Can I help you?" Or you may get a card that she can put the gas in for one month. You can get a gift to give to people who are in need, and sometimes you give to people that they need. By the leading of the Holy Spirit, I give you one example. I went to Thailand a few months ago, and a pastor from another country handed me a bag, and in that bag, there was a very nice bag that I can put in stuff like my books or my hard drive. When I came back home, I throw the old one away because the old one was very old. I use it for 15 years, and it really start to break down. When I look at that bag. I thank God, the Holy Spirit worked in the heart of this pastor from another country to give me the brand new bag for me to put books and hard drive when I go to work. You see, she gave me the material, and it fit my need. The Holy Spirit knows my need. I did not have time to go out to buy a new one, and now I still use that bag to today. We give not only material and money and tithe; we also give our singing. Praises and dancing to the Lord as well. First Chronicle chapter sixteen verse nine. Sing psalms to Him. Talk of all His wondrous works. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Proclaim the good news of His salvation from day to day. Psalm one hundred thirty-five verse three. Praise the Lord for the Lord is good. Sing praises to His name for it is pleasant. Bless the Lord, O house of Israel. Bless the Lord, O house of Aaron. So we can give our praises, our testimony, our singing and thanksgiving to the Lord from our mouth. We give money, we give tithe, we give special offering, we give material, we give words of praise. Last one, we give ourselves. We give our life as a living sacrifice to serve the Lord. We give our time and energy, my dear brother and sister. I make a commitment to be used by God. My body, my house, my car, my family, everything, I gave to Him. I never miss church on Sunday. Anything come up on Sunday, I put it as second priority. Sunday church is my priority. Something else, I put on the side and say I will do it later on, because I devote myself. To serve the Lord on Sunday, and I devote myself to live my life for the kingdom of God, and I hope that you are that kind of Christian too—that you put God first, you present your body as a living sacrifice. Romans chapter six verse thirteen, and do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourself to God as being alive from the dead. And your members, your member with your body here, your eyes, your nose, your mouth, your hand, your legs, your arms, everything in your life as member of instrument of righteousness to God. Second Corinthians chapter eight verse five. And not only as we had hope, but they first gave themselves to the Lord, and then to us by the will of God. 
You see, we should devote our life, ourselves, to serve the Lord and serve His people and to do the will of the Lord. You can see here that it's so important that we don't only give money; we give ourselves too. First Corinthians chapter sixteen, verse fifteen. I urge you, brethren, you know the household of Stephanus, that it is the first fruits of Achaia, and that they have devoted themselves to the ministry of the saints. This family devoted themselves to serve the saints in that generation. Now I would like to read. A few more scripture to show you the benefits or the blessing of giving to the Lord. Number one, Luke six thirty-eight, give, and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. You never outgive God. Whatever you give to the Lord, whether into the church. To the poor, into the ministry, into the Great Commission, whatever you give to the Lord in His name with the right heart, He will bless you and give you back. Actually, in the Book of Matthew, say when you're willing to give up many things in your life, He will give you back a hundredfold. God will bless you, and not only that, God will take care of us, that we will have everything that we need and more than enough, that we can do every good work. When we are generous givers, Second Corinthians chapter nine verse eight, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. You will not only be blessed to have just enough or barely enough; you will have more than enough so that you can do every good work. God will bless us. More than what we can imagine, He is the exceedingly abundantly above and beyond God. We will never outgive God. Let me read another scripture in Proverbs chapter eleven, verses twenty-four and twenty-five. There is one who scatters yet increases more, and there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. The generous soul will be made rich. And he who waters will also be watered himself. The Bible says that if we are generous, we will be rich and we will prosper. And when we refresh other, we serve other, we will be served. I hope that this teaching helped you to give to the Lord with a generous heart and give to the Lord by faith, in love, and with a thankful heart. That your giving will be sweet-smelling aroma. To his nostril, I would like to ask you a few questions before I close this teaching. Number one, what can you and I give to the Lord? Number two, when you give finances to your local church, do you think that you give to church or you give to God? Do you give to the Lord when you give to the poor? Do you give to the poor or you give to the Lord? Who are you giving to? That's the second question. The third question: Can you buy God? Can you pay God? For his blessing, can you say, God, I give you two hundred dollars, and then you need to give me a job? Can you buy God's blessing? May the Lord bless you, and I hope to see you in the thirty-first lesson. God bless you. May the Lord give you so much blessing that you can be the blessing to the nation in Jesus' name. Amen. 
We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Thank you.